how can you maximize your potential and excel in your calling? That's what we're talking about today on this episode of The Success Code. Let's bring it in. Welcome to The Success Code, where Roy Red provides interviews, discussions, strategies, and talks to help broaden your perspective on your road to cracking The Success Code. Success Code. Hi, everybody. It's Roy Red, five-time best-selling author, internationally recognized speaker, and your host of this show, The Success Code, where we talk about positive tactics, strategies, and we interview people to help you crack your success code while you chase your goals, chase your dreams, build your business, and build your life. Today, I'm super excited. We got my brother, Jeff Smith, who's a potential coach, motivational speaker, pastor, and he's going to talk to us about how to excel in your calling and maximize our potential, because that's what we're trying to do in life. Really, life is just the regret minimization business, and we're trying to maximize that potential to minimize that regret. Jeff, what's up, brother? How you doing? What's popping, my brother? (laughs) How you doing, man? Let me get that jacket. That jacket clean. (laughs) <laughs> hey bro you come to you come to the rescue generation squad we got one ready for you bro bet 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 um <laughs> yo we've known each other for years man um you and um my other brother jeff you guys have really motivated me to do what i want to do in my life because you guys been in this for years motivating coaching uh going into the trenches um speaking to kids going to school speaking and just really living in your calling for years, man. And um, tell me what inspired you to do that. And when, when did you transition and know what you wanted to do was, was teach people to live better lives or improve their, their potential? Well, I mean, growing up, man, like I was always either the, the team captain or the co-team captain. So, um, and I was always the one that, had everybody at a thousand. So like when we before games, mm-hmm. you had to be you had to be lit. You had to be on another <laughs> level because it was like you're not coming out on the field slow dragging. If you slow dragging, I was gonna figure out a way to get you subbed out. Yeah. Because like I I would much rather have somebody. You may not be as gifted, but you got that dog in you. Like yeah. I need somebody that I, that I knew somebody can scrap that can get in the fight and that would you know really put in that work and so. Um, you know, I always just like, I, I was always the one that wanted to motivate all of my friends, um, yeah. whether it was from like relationships, whether it was from, you know, who they were trying to become, um, depression, anxiety, all that stuff. Like I just, I was always a big encouraging friend. Yeah. Um, when the transition happened, um, I was working as a janitor at my school and, uh-huh. or at the, at the, at the church that I was at and, but I was still helping out in the youth ministry. And it was funny how um, the pastor, he would have his group of people, but then I would have this large group of kids that would just like surround me and want to just ask all these questions and be like, yo, Jeff, but they all knew that I was a janitor at the same time. Yeah. So it wasn't like they didn't care about the status. They cared about the value that I was giving them. And I realized it was like, I don't need to be the pastor. I don't need to be the CEO. I just need to be the one that has the most value, right? People yeah. don't care about like the titles. Like it sounds good in theory until they have a conversation with you. 
And yeah. that was the reality. I just knew every room that I stepped into, I was going to add value. And so I said, I wanted to, I wanted to create, um, I wanted to create this space where um, people knew, like, if you come next to me, I was going to, I was going to do my best to push you to the next level. Now, if you don't do it, that's because you just didn't want it. You thought yeah. you wanted it. You wanted what it looked like, but you didn't want what it felt like. Facts, facts. Y'all remember back in the day, we used to do like the teen nights, you know, we used to <laughs> go to church on Wednesday nights and we had it like back when we were, you know, where dancing was fun, you know, fun yep. dancing, you know, yep. we, we brought it to Jesus, you know, you know, they had rise, they had the guys from the city who yep. were doing it with the thugs, but we used to do it with Jesus used to dance, you know, come around and it was like, it was cool because Jeff used to come in like, yo, it's going to be popping tonight. We dancing. Right. We got to get my J's. We got to get clean. We going to church. And it was yeah. like, it was like the first time in my life. And it was like, y'all made church cool. Like where right. the whole city wanted to come out. And y'all really built that organization and that church to be a super church now. And so yeah. like hot talk about that and how that happened. That was just organic. That wasn't even just planned, right? Yeah, nah, man. Like it was like it started out with a vision mm -hmm. that that became where it was like our like our goal wasn't even to be like the biggest youth ministry. It was just like we just wanted to just be popping. Like, because I would tell them, like, as a kid, I was like, bro, like if, if church was corny, I didn't want no parts of it. Like when I was looking at TBN. And I would see these guys, right? And it would, it would like low-key, I, I low-key felt like kind of disrespectful. I'm not even going to front. So I would look at TVN or any other like Christian like uh, TV station, right? Yeah. And they would try to do these hip hop like things, right? And and they would do disrespectful stuff like this. They would put their hats like this. And they'd be like, <laughs> yo, 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 we out here for Jesus. And I was like, man. <laughs> Don't even do us like that, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and he used, to, he used to make me feel some type of way, bro. Cause I'd be like, dog, don't do us like that. We don't look like that. We don't sound like that. Mm -hmm. And then like we ran into Pastor Mark and he just was like, he was like that, that big brother, that big uncle yeah. that that was just dope. Yeah. And he just spoke our language and he just, he knew what we needed. And, mm -hmm. and he was like, so what do y'all enjoy? We was like, bro, we love crumping and clown dancing. He was like, all right, well, how do you bring that to church? He was like, because the devil didn't create that. God created that. Damn. He was like, God created dance. God created music. He was like, the problem is it just got corrupted. So what we're going to do is we're going to take back what's ours anyways. And I was yeah. like, wait, we can do that. Yeah. He was like, yeah. And, and bro, it was like he just brought us in, and when we would do it, bro, like the homies would come through, like, "Yo, we're trying to be a part." Yeah. So it was like, like the Bible says, like, become all all things to all men, right? Yeah. So so that the kingdom may be uplifted, and so like at the end of the day, like we realize that it's not about accepting what's going on; it's about adapting to what's going on. Yeah. And so I realized that like Pastor Mark didn't accept what was going on. He didn't accept like the recklessness and all of that stuff. Cause there was things he was like, ah, 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 ah all right, that's too much. Y'all doing too much. Like bring that back. So he would like, he would bring us back, but it was like, he, he, he didn't have to accept the foolishness, but he was like, let me adapt 
so we can become all things all men to bring them closer to the kingdom and it made it it made so much sense to us yeah and so now when you look at us we're all doing our own thing thriving and just loving jesus and so i think for any church like it's that you got the old school mentality like nah we're not gonna do we're not gonna do and it's like okay but if Jesus said he wasn't going to do, then he would have never went to the tax collectors. He would have never talked to the prostitute. Like yeah. when you look at like culturally, like how, how he was doing stuff, it was like, yo, like the, the, you should have died already. Yeah. And yeah. so we, we decided to say, we just going to, we're going to take the route of Jesus and not the Pharisees and the Sadducees, which are the people that Jesus would debate all the time. So. Yeah. yeah. Going to their world and become of their world and, and, and bring Jesus to their world. Cause yeah, it's all inclusive. That's yeah, dope. And that's dope. So we just had a bunch of people hop on the call, uh, on the live. Uh, right now, we're talking to Jeff Smith about how to find your potential and excel in your calling. Thank you for joining us. If you are on YouTube, uh, ask some questions or comment on your right. If you're on Facebook or LinkedIn, that is below. Uh, if you're on periscope or the other modalities we don't know where you go but i'm sure there's somewhere on there where you can come and ask a question uh jeff what are you working on today what are you doing today and what's new man you you know with corona going on i know it's hard to i know it's hard to get into the schools and do speaking a lot of the speaking has dried up um uh they closed churches down but the church isn't the building. The church is the people spreading the message of Jesus. What are you? What have you been doing in uh, Corona times and just new, uh, just recently to spread your message and help the youth and do what you do best? So, um, so one of the things, like, so especially today. So today we're have we're doing a, at my church. We're doing a relationship conference, right? Okay. And so. Um, it's single, married, like we have all types of breakout sessions. So right, like today we're doing a breakout session with students. So I like mm -hmm. right before this one, I hopped off of that zoom call, jumped onto this with the podcast with you. Yeah. And, um, you know, I talked about toxic identity mm -hmm. and how, um, we, we can become what our surroundings are, but we don't have to accept it. Yeah. You don't have to accept what's going around you. So, um, you know, what I've been doing consistently, mm -hmm. um, you know, like people say like the speaking engagements are dried up, which isn't true because a lot of people are doing virtual live speaking engagements yep. um, and, and, and thriving at it, killing yeah. it. But it's all it's all dependent on how how much you how much work you're willing to put in and how how much research you're willing to put in when it comes to trying to be creative. Yeah. If you're not naturally just like that creative minded person, you yeah. got to lean on creative minded people who know what they're doing, whether it's like movies, videos, editing, whatever. Yeah. And so, you know, my boys at rescue generation, they've done like three virtual assemblies yeah. and the, and the, and the, the school district love it. Yeah. They're like, yo, we're going to give you guys six different contracts to do this class virtually. So we have virtual classes. It's called Rethinking Success. Mm -hmm. um, it's a 10 week course where um, the tier two, tier three students, which are like, you know, the ones who get suspended or on borderline expulsion, we're life coaching them back into good behavior. And we're talking about mental, social, emotional issues. So mm -hmm. now, like right now, they're like, bro, we need mental, social, emotional, like problem solvers. Yeah. So when we're coming along and tell them that's what we're talking about, 
they're like, please, thank you, Lord. Like, we've been praying for this. Yeah. So, you know, we just, we pivoted well. And we we just been working really hard at saying, like, it's not about what we can get from you. It's about what we can give to you. Yeah. Um, and so, like, that's just a lot of the stuff that we've been working at, man, is just, you know, the the school will never be the same. Church will never be the same. Yeah. So you have to figure out a way to just be the most creative that you can. Like we've done drive through, um, you know, parades where, you know, one of my friends, dog, like they killed this drive through parade. They, uh-huh. they literally for, they found out every student's birthday. Right. Yeah. And they, a month out, they would build floats for the students. Mm-hmm. So like they would be coming in on the floats like, ah, happy birthday, it's your birthday. <laughs> like turn it up, right? And so now these students are like, yo, like they really see me, they know me. Like it's not just like, oh, I'm just another body that's coming through. They really know me. Yeah. And everybody understands like everybody wants to be needed and everybody wants to be seen. And so the fact of that, like we're seeing them and we're noticing them and we're knowing their name, like, yo, what's up, Jaden? Wow, what's up? They're like, oh, shoot. And then not only is that, we put in extra time to like build a float, fam. Like it's it's like a mini roses parade out here. And so for that happening, cats are like, you know, loving it. And so uh, we've seen a lot of fruit from that. We've seen a lot of, We've seen just parents be transformed and be encouraged to like keep going with their students, man. So, you know, it's just a lot. Like we've been doing trying to do a lot, trying to just stay like proactive and and being and just being innovative. Like this is the time to be innovative. So you're muted. Can you hear me? Yep. I always yep. thought that it was super cool that not only do, you know, we do what we do, but we resonate with the community and the kids, you know, like me and you, we do that uh, speaking engagement uh, in March or April with the kids mm-hmm. over over in the city. And um, the gentleman who brought us in to do the speaking said that the kids talk about us for days and weeks after we leave. And he said that it's because you guys look like them, you dress like them, you talk like them. And it it's kind of a, a shock to them, like, yo, somebody who looks and dressed like me, hip hop culture, you know, I'm able they're they're still here to motivate me. Like they're just like us. And so was that always strategic? Or did you just say, yo, I'm just me, and you just went out into the community just being yourself? Cause you know, you know, we go out in some J's and 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 a tee and a jacket and just, you know, be be dripped out and still bring the, the word of God and motivation and really help the kids. Was that strategic or just just being yourself? Um, Yeah, that was just that's always just been me, man. Like mm-hmm. one thing that like I just I'm thankful for for my dad, like mm-hmm. like as a kid, man, he would do stuff or the way he would dress. And I, I used to get so frustrated because I'm like, bro, you look tacky, fam. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna need you to get that together, man. Like, and like, he, like you know us, bro. Like, so like, if you if you wear Nikes, like your socks gotta be Nikes. Like, yeah. if you gonna wear, like, you can't have an Adidas shirt, a Reebok sweatpants. Like, you know, like 
some type of random socks and then like some Nikes. Like it was just like, nah, like if you wear Nike, it gotta go with Nike, fam. You don't mismatch. Like, you know, yeah. and my dad would do tacky stuff like that, right? But to him, he was like, I don't care about the brand. He was like, I care about the colors. He was like, I, I I'm he was like, the colors are what matter to me. Yeah. And I was like, I get that. But you can find the same color Nike with those Nikes, fam. Like, yeah. let's do that. Like, <laughs> like you you can find the same color. Yeah. And so, um, but it was like my dad just was just comfortable in his skin, though. Like he was like, I I I marched to my own beat, and people loved him, bro. Like yeah. I'm saying, cats that I played basketball, soccer, foot, baseball, like still to that follow me on Facebook and Instagram. If I run into them in in public, bro, like they're yeah. just like the first thing they ask me is like, "Yo, how's your dad doing?" Yeah, they don't even say like, "How are you and your family doing?" Like, bro, how you, how's your dad, bro? It's like <laughs> I'm like. So you're not gonna ask me first, man? Like, how you gonna just... <laughs> but it was it, it made me realize like at an early age, be okay with who God created you to be. Yeah. Like, like you don't have to do everything that everybody else does. Like you don't have to look like everybody else. And so once I realized that, like I, I could put on a suit like nobody, like, you know what I mean? Just yeah. bam and, and be fire out here, but that's not comfortable to me. Like yeah. I don't I it's so there's a story where David is about to fight Goliath. He goes to King Saul. King Saul gives him his armor, and he's like, hey, you're going to need this in this fight. And David goes, like, he puts it on, and he's like, I can't move the way I'm supposed to move to win this war. Yeah. So I know I'm not going to use this. I'm fine with just my sling and my rock. Yeah. And he realized, and it, it made you realize in that moment, like, oh, had he done what Saul told him to do, he would have died and he would have failed because mm -hmm. he would have been doing something that didn't fit him. I had to realize, like, what fits me? So when I go out to talk to people, they're like, like, you're just a real dude that just drops nuggets. Like, yeah. 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 And so that's all I wanted. Like, you're going to see me in fitted hats, and then you're going to yeah. see me, you know what I'm saying? You're going to see the bowl, you know what I mean? Uh -huh. Like, either way, you're going to still get the same, you're going to get the same, you know, uh, nuggets. Yeah, you're going to get this. Yeah, at the end of the day, right? Yeah. Like, you can see me in a jean jacket. You can see me in a blazer. You can see me. And some loafers, you can see me in some J's. At the end of the day, uh -huh. you're going to get this work. Why? Because you just got to be comfortable in who you are. and But you got to figure that out early and soon. Yeah. Like, like when, you, when you're when you late in the game, it's harder to play catch up. So I'm, I'm thankful that my dad, like, showed me that, that, that yeah. side of stubbornness. That, that's a good side of stubbornness of knowing who you are at an early age. Yeah. And because when you come out to speak, you take control right away. It's like there's no... You know, uh, there's always that when you go to speak, there's always that that first initial the 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 crowd is nervous, like until the speaker takes control of the whole environment. You're so good at that first two seconds. You like, yo, boom. And you got everybody. Your voice um, resonates and is powerful and all of that stuff. Let's uh, welcome everybody who joined the live. If you just joined, we're talking to Jeff Smith about how to find your potential and excel in your calling. Ask some questions on the right if you're on YouTube, that's down below. If you are on Facebook or LinkedIn. Uh, Jeff, how do you motivate kids to, um, the question says to change, but I'm gonna just say, how do you motivate kids to get emotionally and mentally engaged in a future that is good for them? So one, like, I think we got to take the pressure off 
of students, especially young kids, if they're under the age of 18, get the pressure off of them of trying to figure out who they're supposed to be already. Yeah. Like nine times out of 10, you, you didn't even figure out who you were. Like it's, it's not too many people who are like at 16 are like, I'm going to be this. Like, I just know. Yeah. Like now there's some that do, but like they say the average person that goes off to college, they change their major three to four times before they actually figure it out. Yeah. So we got to take the pressure off. Like you got to find out who you are right now. Yeah. Like you got to figure out what you're supposed to do right now. The only thing that you need to find in right now is being comfortable in your own skin. So let, let's just get that out the way. Like just be comfortable in who you are. If you goofy and, and loud and, <laughs> and animated, that's who you are. Yeah. Like that's your character. Yeah. That's not what you do. And I think that's where we got to separate like what we do to who you are. Yeah. Like, I, I am a motive I, I do motivational speaking, but that's not who I am. Yeah. Like I I do preaching, I do uh life coaching, but that's not who I am. Yeah. Who I am first is a child of God. Who I am first is a, a husband, a father, like then everything else comes down to play. And so like understanding like like your worth of like whose you are, like what where is it that you stand in in life and what i would say is like when you're encouraging a, a, a kid even if it's your own or if you're a teacher or whatever the case may be like just get them to know like like their value like yeah. i'm valued here yeah like get them to know that uh, one of the best thing one of the 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 best gifts i ever received was my sophomore year in summer from a teacher who took the time out to let me know how smart she thought i was uh, it's easy to hear that from your parents. They're supposed yeah. to tell you that. Yeah. Like, especially mom, you're smart. You're supposed to, you're like, okay, yeah, all right, mom, yeah, like, cool. cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, right. It's, it's, it's cool, whatever. Mm -hmm. But when you hear from something like, my, this is a summer school class. So summer school is what, all of like six, seven weeks, mm -hmm. right? And she was from New York and she pulled me outside and she said, listen, I can't let you fail in my class because if you fail, then you will miss out on the potential that I see in you. And Jeff, I, I see so much wisdom in you. And like, she like literally, like I'm saying like got down to my level and was like, I love you, dude. And I can't let you fall. Like, so I need to see you. I know you're trying to go out and hang out. It's summertime, but I, I can't let you get this D in my summer school class. That's unacceptable. Yeah. That's why you in summer school. Cause you had a D in the class before we need to get you to a B because you, and then she literally told me that she said, Jeff, you have so much value to give. And I'm going to help tap into that potential. Yeah. It's about speaking life into the kid. Like just like speaking that into that, like speaking into existence, into them. Like you got to do it on a consistent basis. Yeah. Like uh, one of my favorite quotes is by Bruce Lee. He said, um, it's not, it's not the power of the water that that crushes the rock. It's the consistency of the waves that breaks the rock to, to penetrate it. Yeah. And no matter how hard like that kid is, whether it's your own or whether you're a teacher, it's consistency of speaking life to their heart, no matter what it looks like. And I promise you, like they need consistency. Kids don't get that much consistency at home. They say, and from the eighties to the early two thousands, parents quality time in a week was 32 hours. They say now in a week, quality time spent with their student, their, their kid, it's 15 minutes in a week. 
So could you imagine being a kid and your and your parents don't pay attention to you all week long and all you get is 15 minutes? Yeah. So of course they're gonna have bad problems. Of course they're gonna have behavioral issues because it's not consistent. So yeah. be that consistent thing in their life. Like that, that's the greatest encouragement I can give you. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. That's big because that like you know you're grateful and I'm grateful for uh, my life, but it mattered to me like coming to games, coming and and what I was doing in my life, it mattered uh, that my parents would come and see, like it matters and they really do care. Yeah. And if you can be there and um, also that pressure and trying to force on what you want for them on them, uh, releasing that and, you know, there's something really bad in uh, repression and resistance in people's lives that sends them towards directions that they weren't supposed to go just because they're trying to get trying to get you up off from like yo you know yeah and just you know they just need to be free and just know that they're loved and man these kids are smart man i got in an argument on clubhouse with some, <laughs> with some parents who were like i don't want to get my kid a cell phone because social media and i was like do you realize how much smarter these kids are than us like when we look when i look at my parents i'm like i'm so much smarter than them <laughs> not, well, not not wiser, not wiser. Yeah, there's a big difference. Smarter. And then I look at these kids. I'm like, yo, I'm dumb. These kids are so much smarter than me. <laughs> They're so like uh, my boy RJ's daughter is coding. She's like six. Yep. Bro. Like my son is <laughs> that's too. a whole yep. language. Yep. And it's just like that's how evolution goes. That's how God made it. Is is getting better every time. It's just gotta. Just stare them the right way, but not force them the way you think is the right way. All right, Jeff, we're going to hop into the red zone where I hit you with five questions that I found for people like us are hard to answer. Um, Let's get it. So let's jump in to the red zone. All right, brother, what's your favorite book and why? Favorite book and why? Not the uh, Bible. That would be too easy. No, 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 no. Man, that's Second tough. Favorite. So, I would probably say, oh, man, that's so hard because I, I have so many good books. Um, all right. So, I'll just, I'll say this. So, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. That's Ooh. one of my that was the For first sure. one that put me on my journey. Yeah, one of my favorites. Like, so I'm actually rereading it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and the those seven habits help shape um, some of the behaviors, some of the habits that not just like business wise, mm-hmm. but how I am with my wife. Yeah, like I, I read it while I was married. And so I think it was like my second year of marriage and there were things that like, I was like, why am I missing the mark? And it was like, dang, like being proactive. Like there were certain things that I could have been more proactive in that I wasn't yeah. like, I would see it and be like, well, she should like, she'd be all right. And I was like, nah, I gotta be proactive of, of being better at that. So seven yeah. habits of highly effective people. Yeah. Yeah. And I like how you said you rereading it. Cause when you reread a book, your mindset, you're at such a, higher level when you read it again that you see more get more from the book it's like yo i didn't see this when i read it back then so reading stuff again over and over with that higher especially the bible 
the yes. Bible feeds a low mind and a high mind. There's so many levels in in each verse. Like that oh, yeah. knowledge that you can get is crazy. Um, yeah. What would you rather be loved or respected, and why? Loved. That's easy. Cause you like you can get respect. Like there's different levels of respect. Like you can get respect just because you have a PhD. Yeah. You can get respect because you're the CEO. You can get respect just because you're the manager. But people don't care for you because if you're the CEO, mm-hmm. there. All right, cool. Um, you can you can be the manager and die. Mm-hmm. And nobody would care. Yeah. So I, I look at it like this: like when Jesus told the disciple, when he told Peter, like he asked him three times, "Do you love me?" Right? Yeah. And Peter each time was like, "Yeah, I love you." God, like, come on, Jesus, you know I love you, right? Yeah. Jesus, like, because they loved him, they did things for him and with him. When people respect you, they only do it because they have to. So it's it's not a, like like and I don't want you to have to do that. That's a burden. I want you to do it because you love me because I love you. Like if oh. I love you and I'm giving you that same energy, then you should be doing the same thing back. And now when I ask you, it's not like, yeah, man, I guess like what you need, bro. <laughs> now I feel like I'm a burden to you, right? Yeah. But if you love me because I love you, then that's like, hey, bro, like I need a quick, quick I need a quick favor. Can you go drop this off for me? Yeah, yeah, dog, I got you. Now it's not a burden. Like the relationship isn't a burden. Yeah. When you respect me, it can be a burden to be in the relationship. So I would much rather be loved than to be respected any day of the week. Yo, that's huge. And the way you explained it, that's a thinking tool that you literally just changed my mindset on it by the way you explained that. That was amazing. That was amazing. Uh, What's your favorite quote and why? Mm, man, sheesh. Dang. All right. So, yeah, everybody wants what it look like, but everybody don't want what it feel like. Facts. Facts. They like want- everybody, everybody wants success, but they don't want what comes with success. They don't want the process. They, yeah. Everybody, everybody wants to be saved, but everybody doesn't want to give doesn't want to give up their old lifestyle um they don't want to they don't want to die to their self daily every like there's people that want to be married but they're still selfish so you can't you can't have both they you know what i mean if you want to have a successful you they to have a successful abs. marriage they want them abs <laughs> but can't drop them donuts one time you feel me like, <laughs> you know what i'm saying you don't you don't want to put that work in in the gym you don't want to eat right. You don't want to consume water. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so it's it's those things. So yeah, like everybody want what it look like, but don't everybody want what it feel like. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love this question. If you could spend one day with anybody in history, 24 hours, where you could ask questions, be with them, who would it be and why? And, and what would be the main question you asked or wanted to know? Maya Angelou. Mm-hmm. You said you said uh, what was the other question? And, and why would you want to spend twenty four hours with her? And what would be the main thing you just wanted to just find out? Who did you surround yourself with that caused that where you became so wise? Mm-hmm. 
and what like what did you do to help develop uh your creative writing ability yeah like bro like hands down like one of the greatest writers ever ever like I, like that was on my bucket list for sure i was like oh i'm gonna meet my angelou bro mm. Whew, i wanted to meet my angelou if it yeah. wasn't her it would have been um i can't think of his name right now uh the dude who played mufasa the voice of mufasa okay yeah like those would have been my two but my like my one but yeah but it matter or uh, uh, my angelou for sure yeah i'm reading a book right now or listening and reading a book called daily rituals where they break mm -hmm. down the daily rituals of the greatest writers the greatest men ever in history and um I'm only about halfway through it, but one thing I'm noticing is that all the rituals were different, and a lot of them have vices, bro. Like some of them, like will wake up and and like smoke every day. Some of them would drink every day, and they love to work hungover. Some of them, um, like um, um, Camus, he drank like coffee like all day, like tons and tons of coffee. And so I'm getting a really good perspective of how um, we kind of search for, especially me, I'm always trying to hack myself, um, eat right, do the right fats, you know, should I fast? How can I get into this state where I stay focused? Because it seems like the, really the key to success is being able to focus for long periods of time over years, like every day, got to write every day, got to do this. And it seems like they all did something different. And so what it's taught me so far is just be okay with your 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 schedule. Cause you know, I like to work yeah. at night. I don't wake up till about nine PM. And then from nine PM to six AM, I'm just that's when I'm creative and I'm able to focus and and I it used to bother me like, damn, I gotta be the four AM dude. Um, but now I'm seeing like, yo, everybody's just different, everybody's on a different clock. And uh, it's a really good book. Like the best people in history. I don't. I didn't. Uh, I don't know if Maya Angelou's in there, but there's a bunch of people it's still talking about. But it literally goes through their day, what time they wake up, what they ate, what they did. Uh, one thing that's cool is a lot of them walked. A lot of them went on long walks every day. Yeah. 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 I, I noticed like like people like uh, Steve Jobs and and all of them cats. They they said. Mm -hmm their best time was when they would stand up and walk around their office when they yep. would think, yep. um, which is an interesting thing, but it makes sense. Like it, it brings, you know, it brings your circulation up. Yep. You're caught and it, it calls you, there's something about movement that causes you to want to do more. Yeah. Um, so I think for, for a lot of people, they have to, um, you know, like find that thing, that works best for them because I you mute it, you mute it. Yo, so thank you everyone who's on the live. We're talking to Jeff Smith about how to maximize your potential and excel in your calling. And we're towards the end now, but Jeff is just giving us some gems um, 
that are just amazing, just teaching us how to maximize that that potential and really help uh, with our calling. How we sound? We good? We good. We good. Um, cool. But yeah, um, just those rituals and the walks. I even thought about getting a treadmill for my standing desk because, um, you know, sometimes I'm like, when I'm sitting here, I'm like, I got to stand up. But they even said walking on a treadmill for a little bit actually help, like really slow uh, actually helps as well. It's something about movement, like you said. Yeah. My uh, uh, Eric Thomas, he does that on their podcast, okay. like in the middle of their, like, so whenever they record early in the morning, you'll see him mm-hmm. have a hoodie on and he's on his treadmill and he's just walking and he okay. has his earphones in and he's just like, you know what I'm saying? And then this, <laughs> but it's cold because one of like some of the best podcasts come from when he's walking. Yeah. I'm like, bro, that was probably one of your best podcasts. And yeah. it's always when he's walking. So it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. The movement just gets you going like as speakers being so using our physiology to speak helps us bring that being that brain especially me it's something weird like i'll forget something and then i'll do this with my hand and be like and then it just come and be like i'm pulling it out the air into my head like that 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 friendship and it's like (laughs) it's crazy how that goes all right last question brother what is success to you what is the perfect successful life in your opinion a perfect successful life is doing what you are called to do as far as like, um, like, so right now we're moving to Indio, <clears throat> Indio, California, right? I've, I've worked for two other churches prior to the first one. It felt like a, a distribution center. The second one felt like one that was just like, okay, it's just helping me develop. This one feels like I'm literally walking in purpose right so whatever like your purpose should be aligned with um with your values your purpose should be aligned with your uh your potential so whatever your potential is like so for me i love to talk like as you guys can tell i can love i love to talk so if i love to talk why would i not be doing something that causes me to talk and add value to people yeah right yeah. And so I think for a lot of people, they're, they're doing stuff that has nothing to do with their potential. You're doing stuff that you that you can kind of just pick up on. Like, yeah. I can pick up on editing videos, but that's not my potential. Like, I don't like doing that. Yeah. If you don't like doing it, then you're not supposed to be doing it. Yeah. If I feel miserable doing it, I'm not supposed to be doing it. That's 100%. That's 100%. <laughs> like, now, granted, even like the process of, you know, paperwork and all of other stuff, the admin work. I hate that stuff, but that's a part of my, my calling. I have to do paperwork. I got to write out sermons. I got to write out motivational speeches. I don't like that part, mm-hmm. but if I'm not prepared, I'll give a piss poor performance. Yeah. And so if I don't do that, I have to prepare myself. And so I think for most people, they don't realize they, they just don't work for Apple and be like, Oh, this is a good company that has a pension plan, but they complain about it every day. Yep. If I'm complaining about it every day, I'm not called there. True. Like, I don't, I don't complain about me speaking with students every day. I don't complain that I get to speak and, and speak life into other life coaches and and pastors and things like that. Why? Yeah. Because I'm doing what I love to do. Yeah, yeah. That's huge. That's so true. That's so true, Jeff. Thanks, brother. Thanks for giving me one a little bit over, but thank you. I know you got to hop back on Zoom. I got to talk yeah. to you about that conference. I got to pull up at the church, watch you give a sermon or 
or it's virtual Bruh. right now, but I'll I'll log in. Well, we got out we got outdoor we we got outdoors so we can we can do outdoor stuff so we have outdoor um church so okay tell pull up man. I got your um Instagram handle below you but tell everybody where they can find you and um and uh how can they come into your your life your world your realm to where they can go further yeah every social media platform TikTok uh Twitter, whatever it is, whatever social media platform that you have, Jeff Smith speaks. Every social media platform, it's across the boards. Jeff Smith speaks. There it is. So if you guys want to holler at your boy, you guys got more questions. I would love to answer your questions. If you're just like, hey, I want to be motivated. I want to know more about Jesus. For me, ain't nothing more motivating than to know who Jesus is and to know who he's called you to be. And so, uh, yeah, like if you have any questions, relationship, my heart is family and marriage. So you just let me know whatever it is. Like, I just want to I want to see people go to the next level. I want everybody to win. So let's win together. And just for full transparency, uh, Jeff, the other Jeff, and my <laughs> brother, uh, Jeff, and my brother, Mr. Osborne, uh, they're who I go to when I'm really struggling. You know, especially like I needed some accountability and just someone to talk to. Call Jeff when I need some help with mastering potential and just you know I just I, I just something's a little bit off. Call Jeff, you know, and these this these are my coaches these are the people that i go to and then i'm able to pull um um ideas and thinking tools from so make sure you guys reach out and um follow jeff and uh thanks again brother appreciate you man hey keep killing i'm super proud of you bro thanks bro i appreciate it hey you be thinking that you leaning on us we be leaning on you too bro i'll be trying to figure out how to be as strong as you <laughs> hey bro get, just go go lift up some stuff you know what I mean? hey i'm saying i'm just trying to get on y'all level man <laughs> hey that's what it is iron sharpens iron you know yes. thank you guys for joining the live i hope you enjoyed this show as much as we enjoyed making it for you till next time always remember to be your authentic self peace out Welcome to the Success Code, where Roy Red provides interviews, discussions, strategies, and talks to help broaden your perspective on your road to cracking the Success Code. Success Code.